Welcome to Thought Studio, an intellectual space to confront inconspicuous and sometimes insidious aspects of our society. In this podcast, the scope of our explorations is limitless, from domestic to public spheres, from cells to galaxies, crossing the border between physical and metaphysical realms. So join us as we ask big questions and offer unique perspectives in the hopes of offering clarity and insight. In this episode, Alina will be exploring recent advances in gene editing and what this means for democracy. The world knew little about genetics 200 years ago. Even until the 1930s, DNA was still an undiscovered door in human history. Once scientists discovered its structure, however, they opened the lid of a Pandora's box that we didn't even know existed. From the cloned sheep dolly to the GMO non-burning apples that we consume on an everyday basis, genetically modified malaria-free mosquitoes to HIV-resistant box has been revealed with a clear image in front of the public. Is it a glory moment of treasure, or a wicked Pandora's box that one shall not open? As we climb over each hill, we as humans will be challenged to come to terms with a flood of ethical, legal, religious, and social questions. This is the discovery of the double helix shape in 1958. Genome editing, or more commonly known as gene editing, refers to inserting, deleting, modifying or placing the DNA of the genome within organisms. The most commonly known method is CRISPR-Cas9, a technique that allows the scientists to go into the DNA of any organism and to remove or replace a small part of that organism's genetic code. It's fast, cheap, and allows scientists to copy and cut the code with great precision and had become the most frequently used method in gene editing. As the technology has become more and more popular and accessible among the general public, the traditional impression of genetic engineers who are often dressed in white clothes and work with fancy machines in a big lab has been broken. David Ishii, an oil technician from Mississippi, attempted to turn the dogs he is breeding into glowing dogs by adding the bacteria and fireflies into the dog's sperm cell. As he mentioned, quote, you don't need a lab. You don't need a whole experienced science team. You don't need a million dollars." If you search up gene editing kits on Amazon and other online shopping platforms, the result will exceed far more than we have expected. Why was he doing this? Dogs are a species that humans have been modifying for over 47 years. Selective breeding that was being used to fulfill the need of trends has caused them to become the most genetically diseased species on the planet. David wanted to genetically modify these dogs to make them healthy again without the genetic disease left over by humans' selfish selective breeding. At first, he needed to prove that gene editing works on dogs. By combining the bacteria from firefly or jellyfish with dog sperm, it gives the dogs luminescent traits from the bacteria. Thus, the glowing dogs leaves no doubt as to whether it was by accident. This raises a question about ethics and consent. Among others, David was one of the many grassroots biohackers who were doing experiments at private labs or homes. Although these cases haven't been raising any big waves among the public, the discovery of HIV-resistant twins in China was a huge bomb. HIV is a virus which needs to be hosted in a protein called CCR5 in our DNA. A small percentage of the population has a genetic mutation called CCR5-Delta32, which cannot be recognized and bond by the HIV virus. 
including a small percentage of the European population, which had been suggested affected by the Great Plague in the 17th century. This project involves modifying this protein to make babies immune to the virus. Although the project itself had the permission of the participants who became the parents of the twins, along with experiments on animal which had proven with no side effect and negative impact, the project itself had been facing countless criticisms around the world. An American scientist involved in this project said that gene editing may transfer DNA changes to the next generations and may cause harm to other genes. Many scientists also said that the birth of a gene-edited baby caused the Pandora's box to be opened. Although the project had been labeled as, quote, premature, dangerous, and irresponsible, end quote, avoiding it is not the solution. The problem with gene editing has begun to be widely publicized. If performing a well-developed experiment with minimal risk on human sex cells is considered as, quote, unethical and immoral, haven't we as humans just proved the existence of double standard? GMO, also known as genetically modified organism, is no longer rare in the public's eyes. From fast-growing salmon, a result of Frankenstein fish combined with eel and salmon cells, to the now-browning potatoes, GMO had gone far beyond the labs on our dining tables. Not just the fresh produce that we have been consuming, but also countless animals and plants are facing trials around the globe in the process of testing out the gene editing technology. If doing such experiments on humans is unethical, what about on animals and plants? The debate on the rights that humans deserve versus what other organisms deserve have been hot for the past decades. What makes gene editing so different is that the changes it's making are permanent. Scientists are changing the DNA of white-footed mice on Martha's Vineyard so it can be resistant to Lyme ticks and could potentially avoid or decrease this fatal disease. By releasing the genetically modified mouse into the wild and letting them mate with a normal mouse, it is an attempt to change the entire environment and modify the species forever. Though it was started with a well-meaning intention, no one knows what the long-term consequences will be. There have been a few examples of similar experiments done on animals, but none of them have received permission or notified the communities where the species have been modified. Scientists and the government can argue that the changes were small and does not affect the ecosystem. What about the future, when bigger projects are being done on more than just mice with far more risk? Should the public get a say in this process? Should the remote control only be in the hands of the government and the experts? In the current political fields, many have argued that we're not living in a pure democracy due to the fact that many decisions our government is making are not informed by the public. The only power we have to choose our future is an election which only happens every few years. It is idealistic yet unrealistic to say that the public must be involved in all decisions. But what about something that is so tangible and has irreversible consequences such as genetically modifying the species living in our ecosystem? Even if we're living in a society with referenda, what should be defined as a democratic decision? Is it a permission of 51%, 99%, or 100%? Now let's look on the good side, climate change and nuclear waste. Will the DNA code be able to solve these issues? One of the many reasons why people are vegetarian is that they hope to reduce their carbon footprint, which is caused by greenhouse gas being emitted into the atmosphere from the process of raising cow. Avoiding meat, however, won't really stop the emission of greenhouse gas. What we can do is enforce better livestock raising protocols. Having a better regulated livestock industry will decrease our carbon footprint by a great amount. Scientists have recently found a better solution to diminish our carbon footprint. They found that the 
microorganisms in cows' stomachs have caused methane come from previous generations of cow, and they think that breeding certain cows would decrease the amount of greenhouse gas and the methane. Methane is a greenhouse gas that's made when cows digest food. Methane can capture heat a lot better than carbon dioxide. Greenhouse gases capture the sun's heat, making a thick layer of gas that causes the earth to heat up. If we can limit the methane emitted by changing the cow's genes that release it, we can, at the very least, slow global warming by quite a bit. Multiple pieces of research and experiments are currently happening around the globe to make a huge step towards a safer and more organic decomposition of nuclear waste. Bacteria that eat nuclear waste can make nuclear landfills much safer. Nuclear waste can make cancer cells gross and can also cause problems in genes. It makes a tremendous amount of time to decompose. It can be dangerous and radioactive for a long time. If it isn't dealt with properly and happens to leak, it can cause many issues, like contaminating the water that we drink. These bacteria have the ability to survive on radiation in the waste, while reducing the risk of our ecosystem being damaged. With the access of genetic editing technology being more popular among the public and more research being done, advances in genetics will continue to amaze, while having huge progress in this unknown field. Respecting all individuals, natures, and other species are fundamentally important. How can we better regulate this great industry? With the development of this technology and the discoveries of science, finding ethical and moral solution to the current crisis is urgent, but it is a problem that cannot be ignored or underestimated. Gene editing, the box of Pandora, should we open it and who gets a say?